The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. We are now taking a look at what's happening at Stellan Bosch University. I'm going to read the article to you so that you can get the context and the basis of what we're talking about right now, and then we'll get into our conversation with our guest. The story reads, At the beginning of the academic year of 2001, a student from a residence at Stellan Bosch University died during an initiation ceremony at the university. During the same period, the Minister of Education, Professor Kadar Asmal, or is it Kadar Asmal? Here and after referred to as the minister, also received numerous letters from numerous of the numbers, members of the public, especially parents and former students at both schools and higher education institutions in South Africa. These individuals allege that in many educational institutions, unacceptable initiation practices continue to occur and requested that an investigation be conducted into such practices at these education institutions. Stanford University, struggling to read itself of perceived racism, bullying, or bullism, and archaic initiation practices has once again hit the headlines for the wrong reasons with fresh revelations of initiation chamber of horrors at its, uh, uh, is it Wilkenhof? That's Wilkenhof, yeah? Wilkenhof male residence. Wilkenhof has housed many elite Afrikaner leaders to in the its 120 two years. Rooms, a recent and raid has lifted led the lid on the scandal of ongoing concerns about what has been described as a toxic culture, quote-unquote, at the residence of years, or four years. Constitutional law expert Pierre DeForce, an alumnus and former resident at Wilkenhof, spoke out about the dehumanizing initiation practices, quote-unquote, there. And I'd say, quote-unquote, that's what the prof said. Conditional law expert, constitutional law expert, Professor DeForce, and alumnus there said these words, who lived in Velkonov men's residence, Deplek, that's what they're called, Deplek, between 1984 and 1985, recalled the harsh treatment that first-year students at the men's residences were subjected to. In Welchenhof, the final initiation ritual happened on an evening about two weeks after the start of lectures. And that's what we're talking about tonight. What these initiation procedures, procedures and ceremonies are all about. Joining me now to give us some perspective as to what exactly it is that's wrong about what's happening there is Kasim Khan, a scholar, a writer, an activist, also a social worker, an author, talking to us about exactly what's happening in Stellenbosch. Kasim, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Uh, good evening, Naya, and thank you for having me. What's happening there? What is this so abominable that is happening at, at Stellenbosch? Yeah, I think the key words that one can extract when you read um, uh, the report that you have and, pre and previous um, articles that had been written, um, is that there exists a 
culture of toxic masculinity, um, that we are also dealing with words such as violence. Um, and these are words that should make us all uncomfortable in a society that is faced by a gender-based violence pandemic. Um, there are many things that is wrong with South African society, but seldom do we get the opportunity to pin down a particular space, individuals, practices that we can address and that we should be able to address um, uh, thoroughly and not skim over them as if this is the norm in our society. And this is what is particularly troubling about the uh, discovery at Volkhanov, um, as and what is particularly also uh, concerning is is that um, this is almost a rediscovery because it has been pointed out in that same article that these things were highlighted in the early 80s already, and in an institution that is over 100 or 120 years old, and so one is concerned that there has been almost generations of people young men and particularly young white men who have been exposed to these types of violence uh, um, through an initiation process. Um, and so my concern is that we need to zoom in onto those critical uh, words um, such as violence that is exacted on people, such as the, and, and words such as dehumanizing individuals. And then we need to ask ourselves, is what is it that allows for this perpetuation of this um, and so I'm, 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 I'm wanting first to draw our attention to it's, it's not a random uh, event and that these initiation practices, uh, interestingly, has taken place not just at Stellenbosch University, but at many other what we would call in our old days uh, white universities um, and particularly also elite white schools. And one wonders if there's an element of race that contributes to this, an element of superiority, an element of almost basca, uh, an, an element of dominance that has to be dr uh, drilled down into people's psyche. And is this initiation that takes place at these institutions, uh, is this the ground for it? Is it Let me stop there. Me, is, it, is, this, is this done to people who are unwilling to participate in it because generally initiation uh, 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 ceremonies are usually done on people who want to be part of the in-group. Is this done on people who are unwilling to participate? Well, my, my question is which human being allows themselves willingly to be dehumanized? In all... There has to be something seriously wrong in that individual that allows themselves to be uh, threatened with violence, to be woken up in the middle of the night, to be paraded naked, uh, um, to have all sorts of things done to them. Um, there must be something... Remember, Kasim, the, the, again, this is very important for us to clarify. Remember, we saw the Rugby World Cup, not, not this one, the one before it, where we saw the rugby members... Uh, going through rigorous training, which included it, 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 some photos of them being naked in water, in ocean water. Um, and there was a big outcry in the public saying that is dehumanizing. They didn't think it was dehumanizing. There are many members of the military corps who go through a lot of rigorous training, which some people would call is dehumanizing. They don't think it's dehumanizing. Uh, I am a member of the Amatlubi nation who has undergone the rite of passage, which many of our people and Amatlubi are doing the very same thing 
Many people claim that is dehumanizing. I don't think that's dehumanizing. I'm asking again. There are many things that people claim are dehumanizing, but those who want to be part of the in-group don't see it as dehumanizing. Hence my question, are these initiation ceremonies done on people who do not want to go through them? Yeah, well, you see, the the, the um, fact that there has been an outcry, both on the member, uh, uh, clearly also the uh, rugby um, team that was trained and so forth. And the question that was being asked is, does this actually add value to team building? Now, this is a... a, a, a but that does, that, you're not answering my question there, Kasim. Yeah, my, yeah, question, yeah. my question I'm, is, I'm asked, these people, who, these people my, who are participating is, in it, uh, yes. Do they feel like they are being dehumanized? Because I can tell you now, me and the people, my people that I come from, we don't feel like we're dehumanized. Quite frankly, I would wish people could keep their opinion to themselves because even my children are going to go through that. That is not something we believe is dehumanizing. But it is important for us to understand these people that are going through these rituals, do they feel it's dehumanizing? Do they not want to be participating in those rituals? Well, you see, the jury is out on that. Were they ever asked? Yeah. Did anybody ask them? And let us, again, let us not conflate things. Yeah. If there is a cultural practice amongst the Amashlubi to do something, right. then your parents, grandparents, whether they are men, women, whatever, all know very openly and publicly right, what those right. practices are. And similarly... And, and I was no, to... no, it's not open, actually. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no. They, it's not open know. at all. It's, it's supposed to be shrouded in secrecy. We're not supposed to talk about what's happening there. When we go there and we come back and we don't talk about it. And that's part of the pride of having gone there. Because you don't talk about that thing. You are just proud that you have gone through the process and you come back as Spartan. This is Sparta. But we yeah. don't feel it's dehumanizing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It is a cultural practice, not a subculture. This is something that you can even, in your culture, you can right, actually right. write about it. Right. You can talk about it. Right. You can say that there are things that is happening. You don't go to a special home mm. on a university campus where the purpose is to come and be educated and become leaders right, in society. Right, right, That's very different okay. to cultural practices of any of our uh, peoples that we have in this country, yeah. many societies have it. So this is something we must distinguish between. I hear you. The second, I hear you. The, the second point about it is is that the 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 toxic masculinity that comes to this, and I'm asking myself, right. what happens to that young man who was so humiliated? Okay, mm. so now he has to keep that in him. Right, right. This is what it means to be a man. Mm. At some point, it boils over. Mm. At some point. He will take that violence out on somebody else mm. and let us pray mm. that it is not on somebody else's daughter. Right, right. Or, or another young man, because this is the nature of these initiations. Is, is You went through initiation in right, the first right, year. Right. When it comes to your third or fourth year, you now feel it is your right to almost up the ante and do something worse okay. to the next person. Okay. But it has got something to do with power. It's got something to do with dominance. And is this the type of society that yeah. we want to build? Yeah. These, these, these are the critical questions that we must be able to look at. I now, many you. of these people, you made a point of saying many of the, the people who, were in, who lived in Bochenhof are leaders in society. Right. Many of them are people who 
are now leaders in business, for example. So is this how they conduct their business? Surely this event that has some act of violence impacts on their psyche. Right, right. And we need to be able to address the of In the African tradition, and I've done it in an individual basis, and I'm asking, if you know of somebody who sits in your church, yeah. who, for example, he beats his wife and children up, okay, and he tells you, but Dumini, that is a mayrich. I need to keep my family in line, mm. okay? And how does the Dumini answer that? Mm-hmm. If in his church, and this is more, well, was more of my concern, is there is somebody who tortured our political leaders. Right, right. And he says, Dumini, it would be terrorist control. Right. You, know, you understand Afrikaans here. Right? So, so my question is, how do we address that? Because not only is the victim being injured, it is the perpetrator who themselves have become a different human being. Okay. Somebody that needs to live with that violence that they have mm. exa- exacted on somebody else. Right, right. Now, we are both interested in the perpetrator and in the victim because that perpetrator needs to have his psyche addressed. He okay. needs to be able to say, that this is not the way I should be living. And right. I'm, I'm saying to myself, there are many young men, when the story broke, mm. who had a bad night of dreaming Absolutely. about conjuring up all In of fact, those things. On that note, and I'm uh, asking myself, is, uh, about them? Uh, let, me, let me read exactly one of those experiences from Professor DeForce there, uh, Kasim. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Let's read them so that people can know what exactly is this trauma that we're talking about tonight. He says, and I'm quoting it from Independent Online, it reads, In my time, first-year students were all blindfolded and kept in a locked room where we were blasted with piercingly loud music and made to do various physical exercises. Before, late into the night, each of us was brought to the quad individually, still blindfolded and very much disoriented and told to hold on to a rope made to believe that we were being hoisted two stories into the air, told to sing a song of choice and hang on to the rope until you could no longer do so, only to discover when you fell that you were hanging only a meter or two from the ground. This was, for me at least, not the most toxic part of the initiation. Throughout the years, students were also arbitrarily disciplined for what often appeared to be fabricated infringements of a never clearly articulated set of rules by D. Nachlicht. No, Nachlicht? Nachlicht. Yeah. So this is what the professor is, is, is describing. And he goes on to describe more of his expressions. On a designated night, Diluop, the Nachlechte night lights dressed in black hoods would burst into one's room, order one to undress and march one to a dark room where one would give, be given a concoction to drink, then dubbed in black paint as Punishment. Quote, again, this only happened to me once, and as far as I can remember, I was never told what the crime was for which I was punished. Close quote. That's what Professor DeForce's highlighting happened to him when he was staying at Dimati. DeVos also recalled how the student newspaper Dimati published an uh, expose 1985 on the horrific initiation practices. 
the, the story goes on. But that's what we're talking about tonight, and that's why we invited Kasim. Kasim, solution for this. What's the solution for this? I, firstly, I think that the university administration needs to take responsibility for this. Needs to take and, and, and stop this practice of silence, this culture of silence and cover-up. And be prepared to thoroughly investigate this. Meaning that, that whatever they have found, they must be transparent about it. They must also try and reach out to all the students right. who have ever lived in Volkhanov. Okay. And check on how they are doing. Yeah. That's one level of, of addressing that. But then to be able to, again, put the university as part of the broader society and community and draw in experts that they may have even at the university, but people in communities and right. say, your sons came from a particular community. Right, right. You, you sent your child from some dorpy somewhere to come to learn at the former educational institution. What has happened to that individual? Okay. So there is this is a reparation that needs to take place. Ooh, sure. We need we need to be able to to fix these individuals. Yeah. And to be able to say to them, you don't need to hide about this. Okay. We know that you have suffered. All right, Kasim, we have to leave it right there. My time is up. Thank you very much. I really appreciate Thank your you. insight. I'm looking forward to see if they'll ever come out to say, yeah, I need reparations. But it is yeah. something that needs to be looked at, particularly those who have looked at the photographs of what's happening in that canyon, yeah. in that room, in those. Oh, it's just horrific. It looks like a nightmare, I tell you. Thank you very much, Kasim. Appreciate your Thank time you. and your insight, sir. Thank you.